Do you believe in miracles? Got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what what's up, good, Fizzle? man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you hit it, day. Hit that Patreon link if you hit a stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade yeah. Fantasies a big ocean, they made their own wave Make sure you tap in there Tuesdays and Saturdays Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way Hit that notification bell when the news break Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late Destination Devi, that's the team Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing I remember Biggie said it was all a dream Now people watching on their phone and computer screens Welcome to the team Let's start the show Our boy Brandon um, Our boy Koopa Troopa here Sign me the fuck up That really does help the team a lot really does. Sign me the fuck up Sign me the fuck up for that deal too I like what yeah. I like, you know what I mean? Like I don't go to McDonald's and order something different Because I want to expand my portfolio No I'm basic, man. My ass man. is in there. I know I'm what I like. Quarter powder with cheese guy. Every time. Let's go. Uh, Mike, you didn't see in the comments, but uh, T-Rock told me to, so I did it. Um, All so right. He said, quick ATM fart and Mike's drink while he's gone. And so I had to do it. That's it's in that bottle. As soon as you open it, it's going to smell like shit. <laughs> uh, I ain't going to lie. I probably pissed on the floor. My wife's going to kill me in the morning, but fuck it. You better wipe that <laughs> shit up, then. Um, I got you after this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keep trying to cut to I have no idea what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> he won't think that of. Keep trying to cut. Tits ass. Keep trying to cut. Go. Keep trying to cut. Tits ass. Beach. That is a tongue twister, my friends. Oh, hey there, everybody. And welcome back into the Dynasty Trade Show. As you can see, I am back. I came back a little bit tanner. The beard's a little bit longer. A lot more refreshed, man. It was a hell of a vacation I had with my pops, being on the Miami Dolphins fan cruise. Got to meet a lot of incredible people, a lot of incredible Miami Dolphins football legends. But we're here to do a trade show with my guy. I haven't seen him in forever. So, Adam, what are you doing, buddy? You ready to do a trade show, man? <laughs> yeah, like man. Riding a bike. We got to get back on this thing. Back back on the bike. You know, I, I'm ready to do it. Uh, I'm excited to do it. I'm glad to have you back, man. Um, I'm happy that you were on the boat and had had that great experience. Looking forward to the stories. But it's good to have him back, man. It's good to have Mike back where he belongs at South Harmon. And we're going to break him down. <laughs> we're going to rip it off right away, Mike, with you. Um, so Ooh. anything uh, you want to talk about before we get into breaking your trade down? Right off the no, boat. No, man. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cover a lot of it on the AMA that we're going to do this week. Uh, we'll, we'll tell some stories. I got a little insider knowledge to drop, but... This is about trades, baby. The people come for Dynasty Trades, so let's kick it off. Let's get some trades going. Let's do it, man. And uh, as you should know by now, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. A dollar a month will get you in the door. If you want your deals featured on this show, um, if not, if you could, uh, leave us a like, um, give us a comment, subscribe to the channel if you find this useful. And before you do that, why don't you go ahead and uh, assess Mike's trade, and that'll help you tell you if it's useful. So, Mike, let's talk about it, man. Uh, Big trade for you here. This one is interesting, and I'm, I'm going to let you kind of walk us through how you did it, what what was the process behind it. Um, but you're acquiring Deshaun Watson and Trey Lance um, and sending away Joe Burrow. So you're getting back Watson, uh, obviously getting back Trey Lance as well, sending away Joe Burrow. 12-team Superflex best ball. We're starting 14 in this league. Uh, Mike, walk us through it, man. Man, it's uh, it's the best ball thing. and uh, he had, he had it, It's one of the few teams – right across all my leagues there are certain players that you and i both know that we're we're just higher on than consensus and it's not a a player centric focus like i just i feel like they're a little bit undervalued and if you come to me with those names 
like I'm a little bit more inclined to make a deal, right? If you come to me with those names, it, right, right, and it, and it just happens to be it's two quarterbacks that people are a little bit more down on than before, right? The Trey Lance thing, we know, we talk about a nauseum. I still believe in Trey Lance. I still think he's a good asset to have in Dynasty, and I still want to take a shot on him, right? If if right. you're right on Trey Lance, the payoff is massive. The cost of Trey Lance actually lends you to going like, yeah, man, I'm going to shoot my shots. I'm going to try to see what I can do to acquire Trey Lance. If I'm wrong, I'm okay with the cost of being wrong. Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, like we saw him – have the suspension. We saw him not play football for a year at the end of Houston. How quickly f- we forget that he was like in the conversation for being QB one for the longest time, right? He put up elite numbers. His efficiency was through the roof. Analytically, he was awesome. On film, watching him, he was awesome. He was a fantastic quarterback. Now, there's a lot of negatives surrounding him that become off the field, but I don't think that one partial year one quarter of a year in a new system, in a new new offense, a new team in Cleveland coming off of all of the turmoil is enough for me just to write this guy off. Like I still have him firmly as a top 12 quarterback. For me, he's QB nine and he's kind of like the last one that I really want to get out of that, the, the top 12, like the last one that I'm going, all right, I need this guy at nine. And after that, I'm, you know, Dak, Tua, Kyler, they're just kind of there. Like I, I like them just not as much as Deshaun Watson. I think there's a clear tear break for me. So I get to trade Joe Burrow is fantastic, man. I don't have a damn thing bad to say about him, but this is a a, a best ball league. This is super flex. This is give me the two shots at quarterback, and I stay within that QB one range, and I'll send away the, the one guy all day. I think this becomes a different conversation, though, if I'm like I'm going to need more if I'm trading away Patrick Mahomes. I'm trading sure. away Jalen Hurts or I'm trading away Josh Allen. Like yep. one of the big three, especially Patrick Mahomes. The other two, I think you can make the argument that maybe it's a little bit closer for me, um, but I'm probably still going to try to, you know, bend somebody over a little bit and get an extra piece. Like give me a second, give me a couple of thirds, you know, give me something. Yeah, up, up the offer, man. Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, like those next set of guys, I'm okay. Like if I can stay within that top nine, Deshaun Watson's the cutoff for me and get another guy that I value top 15, top 16 ish. Uh, even though it's a little risky with him, I'm going to do it in a best ball league 10 out of 10 times. And Adam, I think even if I was in a lineup league, a super flex lineup league, I think I'm going to still do this kind of move because it's not like I'm down tiering from a, a QB one, a top five option to QB 16 alone. And then, a, a, you know, a comparable plus on top of it. Right. When you get in the lineup, you get in the smaller ones, you need those elite quarterbacks. And I think, uh, you know, pretty much any lineup league, if you can stay within your top nine and get another guy, like I'm comfortable with it. I like doing the deal and it just gives me another land share for me to be wrong about or right about. And either way, I'm going to hear it. Yeah, I think, you know, the interesting part about this is um, Joe Burrow right now is, I, I would say, pretty firmly entrenched in that second tier or third, depending on where you want to break yeah. it out, right? If you put Mahomes in his own or not. Um, but he's pretty firmly set in that quarterback four, five range, uh, pretty much deadlocked, I'd say, for everybody. Um, so, and, and some people probably have him higher than that, depending on what they do with Jalen Hurts. And I think that, I think, is what makes this trade interesting because the Watson thing, right? I'm with you, by the way, and I'm more on the side with Watson. I, I'm also a Browns guy, so let me just get that out of the way now I'm hoping for the resurgence of the guy that we saw in Houston before all the off the field issues last year I think was not the greatest showing from him but it was also a small sample size he hadn't played in a while it's a new team coming into a new situation middle of the season wasn't able to even be with his teammates for the majority of the year so I think there's a there's a reason that he played the way he did and it's kind of getting back to that high end level that I expect him to this year then bringing over Elijah Moore uh, Stefanski opening up the offense. I think these are reasons why Watson can go higher. But I guess he, here is where this trade becomes, I think, the reality if we take away biases and what the truth is, right? I think that if you can trade your Deshaun Watson for Joe Burrow today, straight up, right? That is, there's no one in the world that wouldn't do that, right? right it's not even right. close. Even if Watson has a resurgence, I don't know that he gets to where Burrow's at 
currently, like back to quarterback three or four just because of the age, even if he is giving points that are really high. I think what the reason I bring that up is I think points per game wise, though, Watson might be able to be really close, right? So mm-hmm. if if that's the case, like one for one, you may not actually win that much back with Joe Burrow. Now, on the converse side, on the flip side, if Watson looks like he did the back half of the year, or maybe even just a little bit better, right? But he doesn't get back to the elite range as far as points per game. Like the difference in Burrow and Watson will become sizable, I think, more solidified for people, which then comes and brings in the wild card of this. Because if Trey Lance flops and flames out, um, his value is going to go low. It's already getting to the point where I'm with you. Like I'm actually actively looking to buy him just because he is getting almost like written off. Like there's just no chance he has a career anymore. Um, right. We haven't really even seen it start, but they're just like, nah, it's over for him. It's he, over for he's, him. He's like a sexier Zach Wilson at this point. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. Zach Wilson was bigger, stronger, and could run. That's what this is, right? Right. Except, except for we haven't seen him fail as often as Wilson. But, yeah, it's it's the truth. So, I guess here's the thing, right? If we go back to the same scenario, if Watson is close to him in points per game as far as Joe Burrow, I think that at that point, if Trey Lance hits – not even what he once was supposed to, but it's just a middle quarterback two type, right? And he has some rushing upside. I think this is already a win in best ball immediately just because you get an extra dart, right? And if we look at Joe Burrow's spike weeks and consistency weeks, you're looking at six spikes out of him, uh, really consistent with 14. But, like, that's not out of the realm of possibilities for Watson to be no. at or exceed no. that, yep. right? And I think – the, the the final piece would be if Watson doesn't actually take that next step that we're hoping for getting back to what he once was and there's a big sizable gap between the two and then the risk of Trey Lance misses that's where I think the way people are going to view this I think is that as a totality but I think that you understand the risks of that and and you also don't have to hold Trey Lance out for his career you could wait till right. he goes to a new situation or starts in Frisco you can trade him and this is a two for one in a best ball league, albeit it's a high premium starting quarterback asset, like for you and I, Watson is someone that we're willing to buy based on current value. I think it's a, it's one of those situations too with Trey Lance. Like you, you kind of touched on it right there. We, we depress him as much as he is because he's still in San Francisco, but say he gets traded on draft day to Atlanta or, or Houston, right? And it's significant enough capital. It doesn't have to be a first, but maybe it's a second, another piece or whatever it may be. They're making that move to make him the starting quarterback. Like they're handing the keys to him because they're going like, we're not going to get one in the draft or we don't like the ones in the draft. We want Trey Lance to be that guy. His value already goes up the minute that trade happens, Adam, because all that uncertainty in San Francisco, the Brock Purdy, the Sam Darnold, like that shit's done. It's out the window. It's over. He's on a new situation. He gets a value bump and that's with him out of not even playing. Right. So if, this is a long way of saying like if you're buying Trey Lance, like now's the time to buy Trey Lance if you want to make those bets because I think the price is very reasonable. Um, and if you're wrong, it's not that detrimental to your team. But if you're right, like this is only an asset that's going to go up and he doesn't even have to play to go up. <laughs> like He just has to get traded or it has to be announced that Brock Purdy is officially going to miss the entire season. Right, his elbow's that bad. He ain't coming back in June. He's not going to start throwing. He's he's done for the year. We're shutting him down. Trey Lance's value goes up. So, Trey Lance, man, I'm I'm willing to make the bet on him now. I thought the price was reasonable. I, I do I do kind of regret giving up Joe Burrow. Like it's tough to give up a top five quarterback, but if you can re-roll into a top nine quarterback and then somebody else that you really like, a pretty good piece, especially at the QB position. I I can't say no to it. <laughs> I can't pass it up. Yeah, I also think uh, just to give you an idea, too, of understanding the markets and how things are timed, right? Like the dynasty clock does not favor Watson. And even though Lance is younger, his value is trending in the wrong direction currently. And But that's also just what we see today. For example, uh, on keep trade cut, Watson is quarterback 12. And you and I would agree that that's way too low. But guess what's crazy well, is Stroud and Young are ahead of him. So what? Yes, which is just – it just goes to show – and we know this, Mike, maybe not to this degree, but the dynasty clock, the way this offseason works is it's the 23 draft is 11 days away, right? It's it's here. People get way over their skis on youth, and it happens all offseason until 
all of a sudden we have to play football and then things start to reverse back into the more normal course. So, um, I think you, you know, the, uh, you know what you're doing with this one, but there's a lot of risk, man. I will admit like there is some risk with that one, giving away a guy that as good as uh, burrow. So, all right, let's bring in blitz, uh, the who's he is receiving Tua tongue of Iloa and breeze hall. He is sending away Kirk Cousins, Mike Evans, Chris Olave. This is 12-team, Superflex, half-point PPR, lineup start 11. Mike, I have a feeling that this trade had a little bit to do with your uh, your recent trip. So let's <laughs> let's talk about it, man. Listen, the long story short is talking with some of the people in the know around the Dolphins organization, people who do podcasts, still follow them, Dolphins legends, actual players. The organization likes Tua. And two is making some strides, and there's some things that are going to get cleaned up. I'll talk a little bit more about it in depth when we do the AMA. But I was in on Tua beforehand. I'm still in. I'm even more in on Tua now. Uh, point is, man, when he played last year and was healthy, he was fantastic. He was absolutely fantastic from a fantasy perspective. I think that's always going to be the question with Tua, though, is going to be about health. But if I look at that and I had to send away Mike Evans and Kirk Cousins to go get Tua, I do that in a heartbeat. I think the question of this trade then becomes, who do you value more, Brees Hall or Chris Olave? Like, I think Mike Evans and Kirk Cousins for Tua is probably in the realm of fairness. But my bias is going to say, like, it's it's a smash for Tua for me. You know how much I love Chris Olave, man. And the realm that we are living in now in the dynasty space as far as running backs, even ones as good as Brees Hall is going into their second year, albeit with a major injury concern. I want Chris Olave. This is what makes this one so hard to pick a side on right. is because the Chris Olave Brees Hall thing. Like I could definitely mm-hmm. see myself being on the either end of the spectrum. If I got to make a choice on it right now, a lineup league, half PPR starting 11. Yep. I want the two of Brees Hall side, and it's the I half PPR, and it's the lineup thing that pushes it over the top. If this was a best ball league, I don't even care about the half PPR. I take the Kirk Cousins, Mike Evans, Chris Olave. Give me the three for two. Uh, as much as I love Tua, like I'll, I'll go down to Kirk. I'll go, you know, get Mike Evans. He's always criminally underrated. I don't really give a shit who the quarterback is. Mike Evans is probably going to walk into another thousand yard season just off the bat. And Chris Olave is fantastic. Half PPR lineup league, man. Yeah. I'll take I'll take two and Brees Hall just because of that half PPR is what kind of swings this one for me, even though it is really, really close. Yeah, I think, you know, settings are really important. And when we talk about this one, I mean, they, they become extremely important for me anyway. Um, half PPR obviously takes the receivers. I, you, you still have to have the position. You have to value the position. Right. And you want to value it's how, how you have a strong receiver versus the rest of your team as far as positional advantage right but it takes them down in the flex conversation some and running backs do even though they're devalued become more important as far as scoring goes uh for me straight up I want Tua over Kirk even if you are worried about his um you know his longevity with his you know injury history and the concussions I want him over Kirk when like you said right Chris Olave Brees Hall for me straight up is really close I think in half PPR, though, I'd actually take Brees over Alave. Now, if it's full PPR, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'll take Alave over that. Okay. Um, and I think the thing is, with Evans here in lineup start 11, he is criminally undervalued. And in best ball, I want some Evans. And I'm probably going to buy some Evans cheaply this offseason as it's like everyone's all excited about youth, right? See if I can trade one of these receivers in this class that I'm not all that high on. Maybe at a <laughs> like small a piece. Tillman. Yeah, yeah, to go get me some Mike Evans while someone's tripping, right? Like do something like that. Right, but, right. In lineup start 11, I'm willing to let Evans go, man, honestly, right? And, and it's all about settings here. Half PPR, no quarterback, only starting 11. I'm totally willing to take Dan Dan's side here. I think it's a fair trade, uh, truthfully, because Olave is an asset we all want, right? But I want the other side here. And it's a lot of it's based on the settings. If this is best ball, I'm with you. If this is like start 13, 14 lineup league, I might even take that other side, you know, as much as I want Brees, yep. but like – you know, when we have to cut the edges on a, clo- a trade that's close in value, like these are the things that start mattering more. So I right. thought it was a good trade. Um, all right, man, let's talk about this one. This is uh, our boy Cody and Brandon. This is, um, I believe it was from R- the Rusty Tromboners, Mike, one of your favorite leagues. Yikes. 12 team Superflex <laughs> best ball start 12, 1.5, uh, 1.75 tight end premium. 
Mike, let me just say this before I read this. I think there's a reason that Cody has typically been a guy that's a contender and and is making contending moves. But uh, let's just talk this one through. Rashid, Rashid Shahid, the 212 and the 205 are being acquired by Cody Rosterbader. He is sending away Derrick Henry and Tyler Boyd. Mike, let me. I'm gonna let you start it off before I go into what I'm thinking. So, this this feels like I should say like a why or Cody Cody was on the sauce hitting it hard. Brandon knows what time to hit him up. One of them late night voice chats in our Discord. I don't I don't know, man. There's Rashid Shahid or Tyler Boyd. Like I'll take Tyler Boyd all day. Line up best ball. I don't care. Like just give me Tyler Boyd. Right. Give me Tyler Boyd. Like, even if it's a lineup start nine, right? Like, I, I want Tyler Boyd because it's like, well, maybe if I really need to, I got bye weeks or injuries, I could start Tyler Boyd and I'll feel decent about it. He might give me eight points. I'd be happy. 205 and 212 for Derrick Henry. Granted, we hate running backs now. Everybody hates running backs. <laughs> but if I'm any type of a contender, man, and you're like, hey, give me a Israel, a Banacanda, and like Sam Laporta. In this class, let's even say Henry, a guy who just churns out rushing titles. Yeah, yes, man. It's it's like I'm good making that bet. I talked about I'm willing to bet on Trey Lance, who I've seen nothing from. I don't care. Derrick Henry's 55 years old until he stops running for 12, 13, 1400 yards every single year and being a top 12 running back, just locked. I'm still gonna buy in on Derrick Henry if it costs me a mid second, a late second. I'm in. Yeah, this was easy, man. Brandon, Brandon got one over on Cody here. Yeah, I, I feel bad, honestly, because this is. Um, I would say this value wise, like big picture to your team, right? Value wise, like this isn't going to be a changing of the league type of a <laughs> right, trade, right, right? Right. But this is, I would say, this is probably more on the. Um, you know, if I was going to show you things of what not to do, right, and this would be it because. You're selling Derrick Henry at the wrong time. You're selling Tyler Boyd at the wrong time. You're acquiring 205 and 212 at the wrong time, right? And it's best ball. I mean, Shahida is someone I still want on my teams, but he's not right. anyone. He's never going to be a piece for me that goes, okay, this is what changes the value of a trade. Like, he's just not going to be that piece for me in best ball. That's the one that put me over the top, Rashid right. Shahid. If it's a trade of any values like this where it's second or higher, like, would I like Shahid on my team? Yes. But will he be the reason that trade is now moved any which way? No, it's not going to be the case. So the reason I say that is Tyler Boyd and Derrick Henry are – I would love to have these pieces on my teams that are contending. And even if they're not contending, Mike, I would make the case – the only reason you wouldn't want to take the other side, even if you're rebuilding, is that there's a risk of it if you get stuck with them. But I think you take the other side – even if you were rebuilding just on the flippability of it, because we know come, come August, right? It's all of a sudden, Hey man, Derrick Henry looks like the guy who's on Tennessee. Can't do anything else. It's Brian Tannehill's back. They have to give him the ball. Boom. Someone sends you a first round pick. Even if it's 25, like I can't do this, man. And, and I think, listen, there's also a scenario too. Let me just say this where the trade was not what you extracted correctly. But you still win this, and now it's like uh, Cody's going to talk to us. Oh, remember when you told me that? Well, it doesn't matter. You, you, let's say you land a really good running back at 205, right? And let's say 212, mm-hmm. you got a decent tight end, and, and Shahid's okay. All right, yeah. Like, you didn't lose the trade terribly now, right? But you didn't extract the correct value. I think that's the other thing. It's not what you turn these pieces into down the road does not affect what was transactionally occurring today in this trade, right? <laughs> right. The, the process was bad from the get-go. Don't judge the results. Correct. And so that's something that I think we have to think about. Like, to Because here, here's the thing to me, Mike. Even in best ball, Tyler Boyd is worth a second-round pick. Even if you want to cut out 212, right? 205 right. and Shahid does not get it done for me for Derrick Henry. Not unless I'm a team that is really needing to rebuild and we are in the middle of the season and I'm worried he's going to get hurt. In, in, in April? No, yeah. I'm not doing this. Uh, I think it's two seconds for Henry – and a second for Boyd would get it done. So if you told me there was like a 204 in here also, maybe, like, okay, we could talk about it. But right now, this is too light. This is definitely too light for me. Yeah, if you, if you were to include another second, right, I get another chance, another dart uh, in best ball league. Like in this class especially, 
Like right. if you told me it was like Tank Bigsby and Kendra Miller, like the picks that could be them, or you know whoever the hell you like, Vanakanda, Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, Roshan, you know, right, Tajay Spears, right? Like, give me two of those guys for for my Derrick Henry on a rebuilder. I'm like, okay, in a best ball league, yeah. I'm like what I know now, I don't know draft capital. There's a chance one of those hits, and so like he's pretty close to Derrick Henry. Maybe right. he doesn't produce like him, but on a rebuilder, I want to get off the H. I'm okay with it. Yes. It's, it just feels light. feels like yeah. he There's he a missing second it. or a value yeah. of second in there, a player, younger player, right? Like, here, you get Boyd who's older, and I get a receiver back that's younger. Something like that, okay, we have a conversation. I think Shahid as that piece is what makes it, I'm, nah, I need something right. different. I, I wish, I mean, you and I are in that league. I wish I would have known Derrick Henry was, was that cheap. <laughs> You know, thanks for letting me know, Cody. But it's all right. You know, we have plenty of conversations. We, you don't have to tell me that stuff. Um, all right, let's talk about Koopa Troopa here. Um, he is getting this is a league settings first 12 team super flex. We're starting two tight ends, so it's a two tight end league. Lineup start 12. 0.65 points per reception. <laughs> what the hell is this? Uh, tight ends get 0.8. So, scoring wise, right, the, the premium to tight ends is. 0.15 so it's pretty minimal but there's the scarcity thing in two tight end leagues so i uh this is the setting so I, I wanted to make sure we read it out and put the trade as, as it is he's sending away in this mike the 106 in gabe davis uh one of your most affectionate players in all of uh, the land gabriel davis acquiring uh not sarcastically one of mike's favorite players in iowa tj hawkinson mike two tight end values um, a little bit of a premium, not much. Two tight end league. Like, talk us, talk to us about this one, man. Mm. You know, I love TJ Hawkinson, but I don't think. I mean, unless we're in some crazy league settings, right? Like, and and I think we've got one, maybe two, where it's like a, a two tight end league with a point seven five premium, where it's like you really need tight ends, or you're gonna mm-hmm. get your teeth kicked in every week. Mm-hmm. I think there, I'd do it. I'd send away the one hundred six. And Gabe Davis. Man, I don't even care about the Gabe Davis part. This well, comes well, down to the 106 for TJ well, Hawkinson for well, me. And and this isn't a big enough premium and even the start two tight end league for me to do it, man, because I'm giving up my other guy. That's what I was going to say. That I, <laughs> I wanted to wrap this up with the biggest love here, which you, if you're thinking about this and not seeing it correctly, right? 106 is somebody that it's, it already has a name affiliated with it when it's Mike. <laughs> it does. It's and that's in. William Levis. So... You get his name right. Will Levis, I think, is what makes this deal for Mike a no. Um, I'm curious, though, man. Like, if you were roster constructed appropriately and you know how important tight ends are in this league, would you do it if you had three quarterbacks, let's say? No? No. Okay. No, I still take the quarterback. I'll take that positional scarcity over the tight end positional scarcity, especially with this class, because as much as I love Hawkinson, he's probably only going to be tight end five, tight end six. Tight end seven. I mean, you can talk about the late stretch, and you know, I've heard like Matt Kelly talk about it on Player Profile. Or could he be the next Kelsey? And and look how good he was at the end of the season. And they haven't done anything yet. We haven't had the draft yet, man. They let go of Adam Thielen, and it's just like, oh, T.J. Hawkinson is going to be the number two until they go out and they draft Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith and Jigba or Quentin Johnston, and go, ah, oh, shit, that didn't really work out so well. I. I can't, I, guess. Give up, I can't give up a quarterback in Superflex, right? A pick that definitely could be the quarterback. Could be Will Levis in a Superflex league. I can't do it. All because right. of this class, man, there's so many tight ends I can just go, give me the next TJ Hawkinson and Sam Laporta, but I'll get him at the 306. Yeah. Give me Luke Musgrave. Give yep. me Darnell Washington, who's a crazy athletic freak. Like, give me one of these dudes. Or, Adam, you know how many good rookie tight ends we had last year? Where if you wanted to make a bet on an Adolchitz, a Chigaquanquo, uh, even if you don't think uh, Darren Waller's anything, you still wanted to bet on Daniel Bellinger, Bellinger. or Kate Ott, and like one of these guys. Likely, go for it. who's behind Andrews, right? Whatever. I just I can't Johnny find myself Woods. paying. I can't find myself paying up even in two tight end leagues for for anything outside the elite tier tight ends, right? Like it's got to be George Kittle, well, this, Kyle okay. Pitts, okay. Mark Andrews. I guess that's it. You know what's interesting because you you talk about him being tight like he'll probably be tight in five or whatever, right? And we talk about the back half of the season. And the crazy part is in PPR leagues, um, 
TJ Hawkinson was tight end two last year. And it was largely because of the back half of the season. Right. So right. I think the main thing actually is what you kind of hit on at the end. Now, not to take away from all the other stuff you said earlier, which is correct. I, I understand everything you're saying earlier, and I'm not saying you're wrong about it. But I think the conversation is, is he going to step into the elite tier? And is what he did last year and the traits he has getting him there, right? Because if he was – if he's tied in two year in and year out, like he's in the elite tier, right? But w- – we right. just have you and I have seen so many years of TJ Hawkinson and it's like disappointing and it's like right, you are we ready to buy game. in? Are we ready to buy in based on last year as him being elite? I guess that's the main thing that really makes it here because Mike, I I'll be honest. Part of it is super flex position and how much we do value the quarterbacks there. But at the same time, in two tight end leagues, like you don't get to buy the, the elite ones. Like you, and if you do, you have to pay premium prices for those guys because you have to pay premium prices for Dallas Goddard all of a sudden. I have to pay premium prices for Pat Fryermuth. So, and there's also two tight ends that you have to start every week, just like there are two quarterbacks. So, like to me, in this league format, it becomes a lot closer, also because it's lineup. See, I'm with you too. I want to take as many of these dart shots on tight ends because one, they could give me resurgences in value based on what I draft them at. Like it just boom, all of a sudden my third, fourth round pick, it's tight end fifteen on keep trade cut here. It's like a magic trick, right? Like boom, right. now all of a sudden right. you have this value out of nowhere. the The problem for me becomes here, and why this one's really tough. If I needed this other tight end, this is lineup right now, right? So if I could get T.J. Hawkinson and I could get George Kittle or Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, though those edges actually matter almost just as much as Superflex because of the positional advantage, and you can lock them in weekly versus someone who's going to have to start all these other guys they have to pick and choose from. I think the 106 part's tough because that pick, even if you didn't use it on Levis, like there's a chance it's JSN, is Gibbs. Like that's a tough piece to give up. I think if I knew that I had two legit quarterbacks and a third secured and this makes my team juggernauted, I'm willing to make this trade. This was my – like, it's going to hurt. I'll be honest. I don't want to do this. But this would be like, all right, top dollar, let me get it done. Gabe Davis for me in this format, and lineup start 12, I'm willing to just get rid of. In best ball, I'm a little more interested. Lineup, I'm, I'm good. Um, because of what TJ Hawkinson could be. And I think that the, – I'm not even going to answer the question, but I think when you pay this price, you are stating, I believe TJ Hawkinson is in the elite tier to stay. And I think that's basically what makes this trade so this trade so hard to grade is because if he's not, this is a this is a bad trade. If he's not, this is a bad trade in my mind. That's I guess I'll say that. But right. I think that I think that you could make the case for it given the settings and given the fact that you believe T.J. Hawkinson could be elite. I can get behind it. It's just anytime I see a pick that's going to be Will Levis, you know how. How I get mad. Get mad that's why I had to, that's why, you know, he, he's fresh off the boat. He's ready to roast some people, but I had to at least give some voice a reason that, you know, it is Will Levis, but it's okay. Sometimes you got to let Will Levis go to get TJ Hawkinson. It's not the price you were paying last offseason, which is hard to see, too. All right, let's talk about it. T Rock, um, he is, this is a 12 team Superflex best ball start 12, right? He is sending away Tony Pollard. He is receiving back the 205 and a 24 second. So, Mike, I thought this was a good one to bring up because it kind of, is in a similar vein as far as conversation of price that we just kind of had earlier with Derrick Henry. What say you here with this trade? This one being best ball specifically and, and Tony Pollard not being to the level Derrick Henry has been right. We also talked about, you basically only got one second in the Derrick Henry trade and I'd be much more comfortable if he got a second T-Rock got a second one here. He got the two Oh five. That's Which we can talk yep. about being Tank Bigsby, Abandon Canada, Zach Evans, everything we touched on before. Right. And then he gets a future one, 2024, right? Yep. He gets to also kick it out one more year and yep. get rid of the running back now. Like, that is a move. This is a move for T-Rock that you kind of wish that Cody did. <laughs> well, that, th- get this the is, two yes. seconds for the one running back and double your chances in a best ball league. That's the way you multiply. That's the way you – end up building these monsters like you and I both know we have these teams where we may have had two or three like first round picks this year and everybody looks in and goes that's good but we're sitting there and we're drafting and we can't believe the fact that we have like four thirds and five seconds and you're sitting there hammering these guys going 
this is best ball. This is great, man. Like, I don't even care if this dude misses because there's a chance this dude hits it out of the park. And, 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 it, that's what and there's just a chance you just sell that name on right. name cachet right. that builds whatever Luke Musgrave looks great in training camp. Sam Laporta is going to be the starter in week one. And right. there's a 309 sell window for profit before I see anything happen. 100%. So that's where best ball and lineup are very different because the more people play in that league, they're going to understand, oh my gosh, I want all those type shots. And you're just sitting there accruing them cheaply. I think the reason I wanted to illustrate that versus the Derrick Henry thing, right? Because 205 was in that trade. Derrick Henry and 205 basically was what he was getting. And I will say, obviously, like, right, like Tony Pollard right now, because of the age thing, Tony Pollard's not even that young. But like Zeke's gone. He's younger. He's more sexy than Derrick Henry at this time of the year because Derrick Henry's leaps and bounds from him as far as keep trade cut says, which is wild to me um, because we're still projecting one. Like Tony Pollard is, is great. I, like I, I loved what I've seen out of him and we, we were excited, right? It's like a couple times when Zeke was out, man, how good does Tony Pollard look? But let's go back to the conversation of like DeAndre Swift. And I think this is part of my issue with Tony Pollard is okay. Let's even say they don't bring in someone to really mess with his workload. Let, let's say Dallas plans to unleash this kid. I like the guy, man. I really do. And I think he could thrive. He could be a league-winning type talent. But are you sure that this guy can handle a 17-game workload of the old Zeke's touches, the Derrick Henry-level touches? Because a lot of these guys in this body frame tend to break down when they're getting that much of the lion's share of the work. <laughs> like, Zeke couldn't even handle that. He's 230 pounds. Right. And so that's where, like, man, the fact that you're getting – what I think that Derrick Henry was worth out of this trade is where I have struggled so much with the Derrick Henry trade earlier. Listen, I think if, if Gabe, Gabe's second is, is in here, which we don't even know what his team is right now based on this, uh, you know, but I'll, I'll take the extra 24 no, seconds that I can. If it says Gabe on it, it's probably a 201. I mean, that's typically what I know Shots Mike fired. would bet. Shots <laughs> He's back. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. But, yeah, I, I think for the, the two pieces here, I'm willing to sell Pollard, um, but if this was just 205, even if this was just like 203, like I'm probably saying, nah, I want an extra piece. Right, right. So I think that's the big, big thing between that trade. All right, let's talk about this one here, Mike. 12 team, super flex, PPR, start 11. This is another best ball. Um, so Redwards, our guy is getting T. Higgins in the 309. He's sending away the 104 and the 205. Now, here's the thing, right? This is about knowing your league. So I wanted to kind of walk you through what he put in the Discord. White Whistles made it known. He wants JSN. So Ryan has the 104, right? And he also has the 105 still. So he's saying, okay, I'll let you have that first pick, which is the 104 because you value it higher and you want to go get JSN. When all along, I wasn't even going to take JSN at that spot. So he thinks that, 104 is going to become JSN, and 105, he will get what should have been the 104, whatever the quarterbacks is left. Kind of the way he worded this in the the chat. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, given that extra dynamic here, where you're at with this trade. If he holds the keys to it, though, why couldn't you wait till draft day to, to do this? You know, till you're on the clock. Like, I, I go ahead at the 104, and I take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Anthony Richards, whichever one of the quarterbacks fell to me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on the clock at 105. The guy knows. I just took a quarterback, 105. Hey, it's up for trade. I know you want JSN. Now we make a deal. Let me get the T Higgins thing. I just, you introduce a lot of extra risk by trading the 104 now. Because what yeah. if the guy, what if the guy listens to one of our podcasts? Right? Or, 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 or what he if goes, he goes, holy shit, I was wrong. I don't really want what? Jackson Smith and Jigba. I really want the quarterback to leverage over this guy. And, right. and now Redwoods is sitting there going, shit. What did I do? Right. It's, that, it's, that's true. It's, there's that, too that much. That was the point I was going to make, too, is that, like, okay, let, let's even say it's not that. But let's say uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson all end up going top five. And there's just a lot of buzz and hype because that's what happens after the draft, right, right. around those guys in Superflex. And all of a sudden, White Whistle, who's loved himself from JSN, and he still gets to a decent spot in first-round draft capital. He's kind of like, you know what, man? much as I love JSN, like this just doesn't make sense. I think I want to take a quarterback here. Right. That's where it's tougher. 
I, I would say this though, if it works, if it plays out to the way he wants, and that one hundred four does very, say well JSN, like if this, if you told me that was JSN and T Higgins and three hundred nine and two hundred five, I want the T Higgins side by a good bit, man. Truthfully, as much right. as I like JSN and I, I admit he has a safe floor and a high ceiling just based on how the community feels about him. Like this, this is I, I want T Higgins, even if you. This guy doesn't believe in T. Higgins like he once did. I, I'm willing to sacrifice 205, and I'll take it 309, one of these tight ends or something, whatever's left. I'm, I'm willing to lose that for T. Higgins and JSN. I'll just say it's tough, man, when there's a risk of the quarterback being gone. So I'm with you, man. I think that's one of those where it'd be right. nice to hold and stay on the stay until the, it's later on the clock and you know, but if you thought, hey, this is the deal I had to make today to make it happen, it's just risky. Listen, I, it's just risky. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because it's too, it's too ballsy for me. Mm-hmm. And and plus, people always like to you know just put the knife in and twist it sometimes when they when they see that kind of stuff. So, but but I'm in agreement with the the original premise. I I do have some leagues, and we have played with people before where if they're all about JSN, there's no change in their mind. It doesn't matter who. You know, you could have the greatest fantasy football analyst of all time be sitting there at the at the keyboard with them, and they're still like, "Ah, oh, you don't know shit, Jackson." Smith you don't know shit. I've been waiting for JSN since day one. He he, right. he should be one hundred one, but I can get him at one hundred four. You're a clown. So it's fair. It, it, it's fair. I just when I look at it, I go, "Man, I just watched what happened with Cody in that league where he traded up to the one hundred two because he thought." <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, 4D chess, right? It's like, you know, when you know everything about somebody, all right, you know what? Adam has 101. I know he really has been talking about this Anthony Richardson kid. Oh, I got 102 now. Okay, Adam, so what do you what do you need to give to get me, you know, Bijan? Well, I got news for you, buddy. I know you too. And <laughs> what I'm going to do is trade for 103 because I know you won't have a chance of taking a rich. You don't have the balls for that. So what do I do? I go buy a 103. Now I'm surround. Now you're surrounded by ATM, and that's what you don't want to be. Because now this oh, 102, man. you're like, how do I, how do I, what do I do? And guess what? I think honestly, Mike, part of that, that trade good. that he made earlier with Brandon was after just being broken. You know, sometimes you just <laughs> get broken and you just shoot a bad shot. Like someone's just been guarding you all game. There's nowhere to go, and now you just chuck up a bad shot because you're just you're stuck. So he looked he looked like Dylan Brooks in that Lakers <laughs> game today. <laughs> all right, man. Twelve. T- 12-team Superflex lineup start 10. Um, Roxbox is receiving Ryan Tannehill, Austin Eckler, uh, Josh Kelly, which I don't like that part. Uh, the 2024 20, second via Butthurt. I didn't realize that Cody was still playing um, in a couple different leagues. Oh, man. And then uh, he is sending away Derek Carr, Javante Williams, in the 308. Um, this is 12-team Superflex lineup start 10. Roxbox also wants us to know he has Hurt and Hurts and Herbert as his current quarterbacks. So, Mike, the way I'm looking at this with that last piece of knowledge right. is he's basically downturning from Derek Carr to Tannehill, which sucks. That's a tough downgrade. But right, I'd much rather have Carr than Tannehill. I don't think there's anybody out there who's going to disagree with that one. Not hot takey uh, for all the hot takes we have. <laughs> it's going to be like the Jameson Williams episode. <laughs> right. And then uh, we got Austin Eckler for me definitely over Javante because of – a lot of reasons. Um, and then, like, Josh Kelly does nothing for me. But the 24 second, I'll still take over the 308. So, I guess here, Mike. Um, right. I, see, Josh Josh Kelly does absolutely nothing for zero. me. Zero. Like you you could remove piece. him from this trade, yeah, right. because it's lineup start 10. Yeah, no thank you. Uh, I like his side, man. It, especially, and if you told me, like, Derek Carr was his QB2, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd do this, man. And it's not because I like Derek Carr that much. I just feel much better about Derek Carr being my QB2 than I would ever Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. for sure. So if he's your QB3, though, just get me another dude who's got a job, right, the Scott Connor approach, like liquidate these guys that aren't going to actually probably start for you most of the time and still carry dynasty value for whatever reason. You get a massive upgrade from Javante to Eckler. And I don't think we were going to say that if Javante was healthy and had a good year last year, like we'd still be all in on Javante, but that knee injury is scary as shit, man. Really scary as shit. And uh, Denver's moves that they've made this offseason also indicate that he might not be playing for a while, like right away. This ain't going to be like a week one out the gate. Like this is probably going to be like what actually should have happened with J.K. Dobbins, where it was, he came back a little too soon, then had to have a second surgery, and then towards the end of the year, he actually started to play pretty well. And I think that's probably the path we're headed with Javante. So, 
give me Eckler, who's just a perennial stud. Not often you go like, hey, I, I try to get a running back quarterback stack. It's always quarterback wide receiver, quarterback tight end stack. But right. Austin Eckler's a hell of a back to have to stack with your Justin Herbert, man. That works out okay, actually. So Josh Kelly does nothing for me. And 308 for a 24 second, that's a clear win. Clear, clear win. I like his side a lot. Yeah, I think in lineup start 10, right, if I know that I'm anchored at st- with studs and I have a third that's not the greatest, but it's still a quarterback that I could move in a trade that someone views as a quarterback, right? I think that's something that gets uh, not looked at quite a- enough. Because let, let, let's say something did happen to one of your quarterbacks, Herbert Hurts, whatever your, yours might be in your leagues, right? If you don't have a true quarterback three that's an actual starter, when you go to buy one, like the fact that you don't have a quarterback at all, even if it's Ryan Tannehill, that you can throw into your super flex spot, there's like this added, one, I can make you pay more. And two, because and it's because I'm not getting one back and you need one, right? So like when people see in their super flex spot going positional players and lineup start 10, oh, they know. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go ahead and let me get this guy for everything that he possibly can be squeezed for. So, so I think Derek Carr versus Tannehill is not close for me. Like I think – uh, I want Derek Carr by a good bit, and I want Austin Eckler over Javante by a good bit. The 24 second, I think, is what really moves the needle for me going that way. And I also know in lineup start 10, if I'm anchored this well, I'm willing to take shots on older guys that could be league winning type points per game, right? I think that's why Eckler for me, it makes sense here. If I already have Hertz and Herbert at quarterback, which should be warp guys. Let me go ahead and get another guy, even if he's older, even if there's risk there, to go ahead and lock the title up. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. And there are points for me where I will do that in the offseason if the price is right. And for me, the price is right. And right. It didn't cost him a lot of youth or draft capital to go do it. Right. Yeah. At least youth that we really care about, right? Javante's on the younger side for running back. but We like him, but it's also, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's unfortunate, but here we are today anyway. All right, Mike, last trade of the day. Uh, DREC 22 is receiving uh, Dalton Schultz, Jerome Ford, the 309, a 24 first and 24 second from Mello, as well as the 212. Uh, Mello is receiving Antoine Pierce, if you know, you know, Tyler Lockett, and Jonathan Taylor. This is a 12 team Superflex tight end premium. Best ball start 12. Go ahead, Mike. Let's uh, Let's hear this one, man. Let's hear it, man. Man, this is between two patrons, and this thing. It is. It is. It stinks too, because uh, D Rec, man, we could have helped you, especially because it's mellow. And any chance I can get to screw over mellow is always awesome. Like I'll personally help you on this. Well, day. I normally am the person, as you saw last episode, that um, takes advantage of mellow or tries to get me to get something out of mellow. I actually think mellow did a good job in that trade, just playing. But like, yeah, I think when I look at this man, right. <sighs> Jerome Ford is a piece, I guess, that's kind of intriguing just because I think there's a chance he's the second one behind Nick Chubb. And then it's all of a sudden, if there's an injury to him, it's like, okay, here he comes, Jerome Ford. That's the scenario. But I don't know, man. Like, I I understand understand the the depth you're getting here, right? A 24 first, 24 second, even if they're later. The 212, I think, is still a piece I want. 309 could be a tight end you want. Schultz, for me, I think, is the piece that I really, like, struggle with here. Because he's going to Houston. I think this this name of Dalton Schultz is not going to carry anywhere near the name that it once did. And definitely not the points per game. And that's my biggest fear here is that the, the one player you're picking up that you're hoping will do something for you, I think could be fraudulent. And then all of a sudden it's like, why did you give up all that for, why did you only get that back for Taylor and Lockett? And then Pierce even in, in lineup, I don't really care about him. But in best ball, I'm very interested in Antoine Pierce. For me, man, the the first and the two seconds is just too light for for JT. Like I'd rather have JT, even in a best ball. I know he's a running back, but <clears throat> man, I give that up. I give that up if my team. Would you really? Up. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, I think for I me, the I would easily buy for a tw- uh, a first and a, and a second. A first right. and two seconds, I'd probably buy with the correct and, if I had the right and, thing and built. One up. of those seconds is two twelve, man. Correct. True. <laughs> Not even a real second. <laughs> True. <laughs> Like I, I'll buy, I'll buy JT for that. Even in a best ball league where you want the multiple shots, like I think JT is just still really good. And the prices on him, like if you're getting him for less than two seconds or two firsts, I think it's a win. I think it's a win for you. The rest of it, I mean, you, you talked about Schultz, Ford, and the 309. That's what's left in here. Like I'm good for Lockett and Pierce. Like 
I'll buy those guys for that price. Right. Easily. Yeah. I, I think this one, like, there's a scenario, too, where it works out for, for D-Rack 22. It does. It does. But you got to hit on these picks, every single one of them. You got to smash them. I would have wanted more for it. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily just the results of the, of the trade that we end up getting, but the, the process in it as well. Right. Listen, man, this one felt good. We got we got McNutted back. It's good and, to be back, man. And you know what it was interesting? I told you before he left, and I said, "Look at that beard, and remember it." Because now, look at look at this thing, right? He's got the little bit of tan going on. It, it, it's definitely filling out. Like we're getting the old McNutted back, right? He's calling people out in in the trade uh, show. He's I feel like he's back. So um, glad to have him back. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this this edition of the uh, the trade show. Some good trades in there, some bad trades in there, um, but we walked through all of them anyway. Uh, again, if you want your deals featured on this show, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Uh, growing community that, honestly, Mike, it's it's awesome. Love hanging out with those guys, voice chats with them. Uh, lo- love our love our Discord. So you get all the benefits of being in the Discord plus the ability to come on the show if you're, if you're interested in that. If not, make sure you go down, hit the like and uh, subscribe button for us. Leave a comment. Let us know. Uh, Mike's crazy. He, he took on Trey Lance. He, he traded away Joe Burrow. Let us know whatever you want to let us know. Uh, Mike, you want to plug in anything before we get out of here, buddy? No, man. I, I didn't trade any more Jamison Williams uh, while I was gone, so the people won't hate me like they did the last one. But uh felt really good to be back. Felt really good to do this again with you, buddy. Uh, missed y'all. Missed you. Missed yep. the patrons. Missed the people who watch and support us on YouTube. So hope you enjoyed this one. We'll be back same time, same place next week. That's all I got, man. We're out of this thing. Peace. See ya. <laughs>